DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for our listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in all the action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN, as in the Basketball Podcast Network, TBPN, when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network, TBPN, to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm not going to speed this up because this is important. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I'm with it. Why is it nine with it? I got nine with it. <laughs> I got nine. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, Jay Gill? Uh, Luke, we're going to be talking about the latest news and rumors from around Lakerland. We're talking a little about the finals, because, like, basketball's still happening, turns out. Uh, and it's got fun again. And it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Um and we're going to talk a little Olympics, but we're hey, we're back. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, you know, it's not just their off season; it's our off season too. So good to be back with you. I love it. Yes, for our followers, welcome to Luke Walton Talks Olympics, <laughs> <laughs> specifically Olympic basketball. I want to thank all our followers for tuning in. I invite you to please subscribe to our pod on Apple's podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your pods. If you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and throw us a comment. Best way for us to grow. Luke Walton Talks Lakers is also part of the Basketball Podcast Network, so be sure to check out all the other great shows on the network, as well as follow us on social media. You can find our links at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Thank you, Luke. So, listen, we were going to start with In or Out, uh, but Luke hasn't watched Space Jam yet, so... I'm sorry. Sorry to throw you under the bus. Uh, Not everybody's got HBO Max, you rich man. Just kidding. Hey, I mean, you could just (laughs) do like a free trial and watch it, okay? I already did, man. I guess I guess I could burn another like email account and get another HBO Max going. Man, I want the popcorn. I want the full theater okay, that's experience. That's fair. Hey, that's fair. This, that's fair. This. That's yeah. that's very fair. Uh, look, I'd promise everyone that we're gonna do a Space Jam pod, but me promising a future prod is like the surest way to know we're not gonna do it. So even worse, maybe it'll criticizing, happen. Criticizing the CCP that also will um, make it so that a pod uh, never gets released. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a. That one goes straight to the delete folder. Um, all right. So, Luke, since we can't talk about Space Jam and since we can't talk about LeBron's chances of winning an Oscar. Ooh, I like that. Um, In. <laughs> uh, having seen the movie, also in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's talk just a little NBA finals. We've got the finals. We had game five last night. Um, Best game I mean, Probably what a memorable ending. Playoffs. Honestly, uh, I mean the, the that 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 final sort of the the the, the possession that sealed it, right? Mm-hmm. That the Booker turnover followed by the the you know Drew to Giannis lob to to cinch it to clinch it. 
I guess cinch it also would maybe work too. It was cinched. Um, <laughs> uh, but with and it was part of what made that lob so perfect was that it was in a place that only Giannis could catch. It was way high. Yeah, that was a difficult angle. Yeah, and just Giannis had no problem. Despite the fact that Chris Paul was pushing him in the dick area with both hands. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, I want to. I want to. I would break the fourth wall here, listeners. Has this made you like Chris Paul more or less? Because for me, it's definitely less. This this whole playoff experience. I've, what What do you think? Okay, so Have I you flipped. I liked yeah. him. I liked him. I mean, I didn't like him that much. I know. <clears> I, I know with. that you you didn't like him more than me. I was yes. somewhat neutral. Yes. Chris Paul after I, our series. Fallen. After our yeah. series, I actively disliked him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. By the time he got to the finals. I was like, all right, you know what? He's an all-time great. Like, mm-hmm. he's one of the best point guards. That 40-point performance. He, yes, all that. Yeah. yes. That was, that was he's, impressive. He's, I like that. He, and and I, was, I was happy to see the guy kind of come back from the shoulder injury, right? Like, I, ne- I never want to see someone's legacy be defined by injury. Like, that just sucks. No. You, you know? Like, totally. That, that's not fun. So, by the time the finals started, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm on Team Banana Boat. LeBron's cheering for this guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be cheering with LeBron. Uh, you know, let's get Chris his ring. Giannis still has time. It's not a given, but you know, Giannis still has time. This is probably Chris's best and final shot at this. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, now I'm I'm kind of on I'm kind of on the Bucks side. Like I I kind yeah, of am back. Is I'm kind of back to not liking Chris. <laughs> and for for not just like NBA reasons, for Olympic reasons, which we'll talk about later. Ooh, I, I want the Bucks to to close it out in six. I like it. So. I like it. How about you? Where are you back on the the Chris Paul hate train? Oh yeah, no. I mean, like to be fair, like I I respected his performance, especially that forty point one. But at the same time, he he to me is proving he's proving that small guards have a hard time yeah. winning at the highest level again. Yeah. yeah. And this this like we we even Allen Iverson. One of the things that I don't like about Chris Paul is completely out of his his control. Is I think that he's been overrated because he hasn't had um, as many like defining moments as some of the other all time greats. Mm. And then you look at the resume at the end of it, especially if they lose in six. And it's gonna be like the fifth or sixth time that his team has been up a couple games in a playoff series and and snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And I think that it it ends up being more on him. Like people people try and like whisper that away. Yeah. But he's he's a guy that gets you an early lead in a series because he's so crafty. But then eventually, once you figure out that craftiness and you've seen him four or five times, and you're bigger and you're more physical, this is why I thought the Lakers could win it all. That's one of the things that's frustrating about this whole finals. Is it? I'm sure that Nets fans are feeling a similar way, but. You watch it, and you're like, this, and, this and feels kind of like second round too teams. with Embiid. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's frustrating, and I mean Clippers too. I mean, I mean Kawhi, <laughs> like who who knows, man? He had to get friggin' ACL surgery, dude. I mean, I think that slight aside, but I think that Kawhi's ACL injury is going to really shake up the West because now you're going to have Clay coming back, but now the Clippers they're probably going to be in a similar situation the Lakers were in this year where they might be fighting for a playoffs for sure cuz he's i mean it could that can be a like 12 month year recovery and it's and it's usually not that first season when somebody comes back from an ACL it's usually the season after yeah. so and given kind of sucks. given kind of uh you know he and his uncle's track record mm-hmm. they're pretty they're pretty strict in terms of like we're not rushing him back right which which is totally yeah. their right to do right like that was totally. their whole issue with the Spurs was the Spurs were right. like Hey, our doctors say he's ready. Let's bring him back. And they were like, yeah. you know, he and Uncle Dennis were like, well, our doctors say he's not. So no. <laughs> yeah. Which, who knows your body better? Man. Yeah. It's, it's you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. throwing shade. I, I do want to no. say real quick all this yeah, talk maybe. of other teams that are yeah. injured, whatever. That is not us saying that this championship has an asterisk. That's mm-hmm, not us mm-hmm. saying that these finals aren't legit. Every year, this kind of stuff happens. Like every year. This is more this year, but every year. These are the legitimate finals. These were two of the teams with the, the best records in all yep. of basketball coming into the playoffs for good reason. Mm-hmm. And hey, like just kind of like the Lakers last year, sometimes like a little bit of luck is needed. The, you know, like sometimes push, getting, push. being healthy yeah. when other teams aren't, like that's just part of the game. Like there's no 
no shade on either of these teams for that. I agree. I, the, I have a little bit of pushback, though. Not to say asterisk. I agree on that point wholeheartedly. If they're going to win a championship, they're going to win a championship. It's, it, they, they'll, you know, either one of them are going to be the king of the hill, and it, they earned it, clearly. They had, they had to beat all the teams. Um, to push back a little bit, though, the Milwaukee Bucks can barely score in the half court. Chris Middleton has had a hell of a, like, breakout performance in the finals. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if this is, this feels like an aberration. Not to not to hate on Chris Middleton. I really like him, and he's he's proven that he's a star. But man, what a performance he's having! Yeah, I mean the fact that I mean honestly, I think it's credit to Giannis, not to like mm-hmm. give him credit for Middleton's success, but like mm-hmm. the the fact that they're willing to say like, hey, you know what? Like we're going to go to Middleton in these kind of crucial moments in the fourth quarter. Yep. Yeah, and for Giannis to be cool with that, for him to say like, "Hey, you know what? That that's okay. I don't I don't have to be the guy because I I do have a particular shortcoming in my game mm-hmm. that really hurts us in these moments." Like credit it's, to them. It's, yeah, it's very admirable. And but at the same time, this is like I feel like when you have a flaw like that, where you can't really score in the half court very well, and you're having to get like miracle shots, you usually flame out by the second round. And then when you have a flaw like the Suns, where you have a very small guard who's injury prone with Chris Paul, and then a team that wilts over time with enough physical presence, with enough athleticism. And we saw that with the Lakers, and that was one of the things that was frustrating. was like when AD was himself, it felt like Lakers in five. Yeah, of course. And I like that's again not to be revisionist, and they earned it, and they they really stomped on our throats when we were down, which is admirable yes, and impressive, hundred percent. But when you have a team that wilts against physicality and another team that can't score in the half court, those are usually disqualifiers for the finals. So this is a strange setting. Not to say that it's an asterisk, but it's just like I wouldn't be scared of either of these teams going into next year if I was the Nets, the Lakers, the Sixers. I. So, no, I think it's totally fair to say that neither of these teams will be the favorite to win the championship next year. Isn't that weird, though? How often does that happen? Not to say this is an asterisk again, but yeah. like how often? This is a weird aberration. Well, I think what's strange about it is that usually when that's the case, usually when like a team is no longer the favorite after after winning a title or being in the finals, it's usually because like their their roster changes over right, substantially, like, like right? Like the all their all their contracts Kawhi. time out, and like right. they have to trade everybody or whatever, or big injury or something. Yeah. It would be very odd for them to both pretty much field the same rosters next season and not mm-hmm. be considered favorites. That that would be a little odd. I mean, I'm still like wondering if like Coach Bud is going to be like I don't know if he'd be the first, but the first in a long time to like lose his job after winning the finals. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, on the Zach Lowe podcast, they were asking um, Nick Nurse about some of his out of bounds calls, and I was just like, "Man, that's just unfair. You can't be honest. <laughs> like you're in, you're gonna ask Nick Nurse to talk about Coach Bud's ATOs. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's just gonna dodge that question. Yeah, yeah. I heard an interesting critique yeah. of, of Monty that that uh, you know you and I have heaped a lot of praise on Monty, and I think it's been well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting choice from him to not call timeouts in these kind of like end of game moments. Very true. You know, very true. On one hand, I, it's, it feels a little Phil Jackson, to be honest, to be like, now we're, yes. we're just going to let karma play out here, man. Like I'm not going <laughs> to try to get in the way of the energy. Like if, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's flowing, we're just going to let it go, you know, and what happens happens at the same time. Like, this game in particular. Yeah, this one in particular. The other one, I, I got a little bit more. This game, it was there was a momentum killing, brutal moment waiting to happen. And you could feel it kind of in the air. Yeah. And then it happened. Yeah. It was it was just like there was this there's this vibe. I'm not not to say that I had like 2020 like 2020 hindsight or whatever, but it, there was a there was this feeling like you're not gonna call a timeout? Really? Right now you're yeah, not gonna I know. I know. It know, wasn't even a transition opportunity. Do you it know was, when I knew the Suns were going to yeah. lose that game? When? The minute that I saw that guy counting his money in the stands. Oh, yeah, that was bad. The minute that I saw that, I was like, you just cost this team this victory, my friend. Like His face. I just his knew. Face, I just so knew. There was no way that after that happening that that happened that, that, that they were going to win. For those that didn't watch the game, 
I'm going to paint a picture. <laughs> In 8K. <laughs> he, uh, so Giannis, obviously, they've been counting down his free throws because he takes so long. He's, he's gotten faster, by the way. <laughs> Accuracy has been still in this, but please is faster. His job is to make them, not make them quickly. <laughs> or hit him off the front of the rim so that you can get, <laughs> you get a your own rebound. Own rebound. <laughs> that was like the ideal way for him to miss that. Also, him throw. tipping that back. Yes. I, I actually don't think that was a smart play. I don't think he knew Chris <laughs> Middleton was back there. I thought that was real stupid because he hit it towards the opponent's rim. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Here's a There's a lot break. of ways that could go wrong. Yep. Anyways. No, things. the magic was in the air, man. Finish painting your AK picture. My AK picture. Speaking of $8,000, not just <laughs> 8K resolution. Um, so they cut, they cut from Giannis to the crowd where the crowd is counting down his free throws because they have plenty of time to show the crowd <laughs> before he shoots his free throw. And there's a man with a stack of probably two or $3,000 of hundreds. He had like the stimmy check cashed right. in hundreds. Yep. Ripping one hand to the next <laughs> every second that the free throws are going. And they zoom in with the ultra HD camera on this guy as Giannis sinks the free throw. Yeah. <laughs> the man's soul left his body. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Like as, You're as, right. as soon as I saw that guy, I was like, the Suns are losing this game. <laughs> Which is crazy because we're, we're, we're the Suns like up Way by up. Like 15 Way or something. Up. Yeah. They were up by 16. Listen, yeah. man, if you believe in <laughs> any kind of <laughs> cosmic being right a, a god karma chakras energy the buddha i don't care if you believe in anything that has its finger on the scales it's that guy's fault <laughs> i love it he's the antithesis of the sons and four guy <laughs> yes sons with four straight lots <laughs> speaking of speaking of the buddha Giannis, i feel like this is an important point for why i'm on Milwaukee's side. Yeah. Giannis said in an interview the most like poignantly beautiful Buddhist yes. thing. Yes. If it's in the past, it's ego. It's saying, look at what I did. I did this. If it's in the future, it's pride. Look at what I'm going to do. You just got to stay in the now because two games from now, you're going to suck. <laughs> I was like, that's beautifully poignant because that's so true. Yeah. You ride those highs, you're going to hit lows. It's true. And he's just staying in it. And man, I'm impressed. Chop wood, carry water. Yeah, he's got it. For sure. He's got it going. For sure. Um, one other thing we got to talk about is... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so have you seen the like the new season of uh, I Think You Should Leave with, with Tim Robbins on Netflix? I don't even know what that show oh, is at all. Okay, all right. I'm actually surprised. I, I, think, you'd, I think you'd like it. Uh, you like should, it? Okay. You should watch it. Um, Thanks. For those of you who have, I'm not going to make a, a Dan Flash's joke about LeBron's shirt because it's, it's been made, but he had a wild shirt last night. Um, yeah, he did. But can we talk about that they let this man courtside with a glass bottle full of tequila? <laughs> <laughs> and then when someone tweeted that, he replied with like, quote, let me? All right. Yeah, you can go ahead and believe that. <laughs> or so you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Next level. He can just do whatever he wants, apparently. There, there's no other human I, being that they would let sit courtside with a glass bottle of liquor. I think that I heard LeBron in the locker room after the game, like, or on the march to the locker room in the tunnel, shouting out uh, Milwaukee. I'm not sure, but I think he followed them into the tunnel to congratulate people. I didn't see him on camera, but I heard... A very LeBron-sounding voice congratulating someone. I mean, was was he was he prefacing it with everyone's names? Giannis, congratulations, <laughs> Chris. Jam joke. Nice, nice play. <laughs> Drew, good steal. That was good. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's pretty much the NBA Finals, right? I mean, like we're not we're not in it for either of these teams. I mean, it's been pretty fun, but at the same time, you know what I've kind of realized? I'm not as much of a basketball fan as I thought I was. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm you a on Lakers that. I'm a Laker fan. fan. Yeah, definitely. I like. I would. I would say on the pod sometimes. Oh, you know, I'm an NBA fan. Additionally, I I am. Fan might be like a little bit because fanatic. Like you're. Yeah. I really enjoy watching the NBA. Yeah. I am a fan of the Lakers. 
it's yeah. a different watching experience entirely. For I'm I'm with you 100. I mean, I have I have not been watching these finals with the same intensity that I would have watched a Lakers finals like, series. Home, not even no, close. Like no. not even close. A Lakers home game. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Regular season. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> yeah, like Laker game. I'm like, don't tell me the score. <laughs> yeah. This is I'm like, all right, what's the score? You're like it's February against the Pelicans. Just like don't tell shut me out the, the score. noise. <laughs> yeah. Turn off notifications. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's a good a good segue to talk a little bit about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. There isn't a ton going on, but uh, you know, I think we want to touch in on on a couple of things that are happening. Of course. So uh, there have been some kind of big, you know, free agent trade rumors swirling. So mm. let's just hit the biggest one right off the top, and that's Dame Lillard. No, oh, I thought you were going to say Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> no, I got him out of order. <laughs> Let's just hit the big fish first. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, kind of kind of weird when this happened. Like, but, yeah. but at the same time, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Report came out that Damian Lillard had formally requested a trade from the Portland Trailblazers. That was like the language, formally requested a trade. He had media availability because of the Olympic, like, you know, practices or whatever that like later that day mm-hmm. in which he had like a very well-prepared statement saying, I woke up and saw this. I know nothing about this. And, but then went on to say like, but you know, I have told them that like something has to change because we keep having the same result, you know? So I, I think that this was a pretty well orchestrated you know, kind of media strategy by his team, right? Mm-hmm. To like, right. I don't know if they did request the trade, but at least to leak that they requested a trade. Yep. And then get him on the record still being a good member of the team and a good member of the organization saying, like, no, 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 I'm not out, but something does have to change. Because now he's given himself his back door, right? Like if if they don't do what he wants or if he does have an issue with what they do or, or even if he sticks it out this season and, and they don't succeed this year, mm-hmm. now like there's no criticism of him if he walks away whatsoever. But but the reason we're talking about it is because in the report, there were a few teams named and the Lakers were one of the teams. He was obviously like seen at a WNBA game with LeBron a week or so ago, which stoked some rumors. So I don't know, Luke, what do you feel about this? Is this do you think there's something here or do you just think it's a lot of smoke? I want there to be something here. I feel like this is every Laker fan's dream addition. We're talking about we need threes. How about a guy that can hit from the half court like it's a joke in the all-star game? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, and this would be great for his career too because like our friend Alex Manessis likes to call the Portland Trailblazers the dime store warriors. Yeah. He also likes to call him future Laker Damian Lillard. As we have As for we have literally for years. years. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a match made in heaven. You know what the first thing I did um, just when this came out, I looked up the agent. Who's, oh. Because Rob Palinka's Yeah, good magic. question. Aaron Goodwin, who's, uh, who's the agent for Damian Lillard, he doesn't represent very many guys, which I think is really interesting. Hmm. So it's hard to gauge. I, <laughs> the most interesting bit that I see on this list is DeMar DeRozan. Hmm. If he has a free agent, DeMar DeRozan and free agent, Damian Lillard, I could see him wanting to pair those guys up. Or like a Damian Lillard wanting a trade and a free agent, DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that. I mean, getting Dame would be basically the only, would be about the only circumstance under which I'd be okay with us bringing on DeRozan. Because mm-hmm. otherwise. Oh, like, that would be, that would be a fantastic fit. The two of them, yeah, yeah, plus, yeah. I mean, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, but but unless we get a three-point shooter like Dame, like, yeah, I don't want it, DeRozan. I, uh, I agree. No, I, I think that'd be hard um, for the Lakers if if we just had that kind of mid-range threat, even though that would space the floor in an interesting way. I, I don't know about... W- that's not our main need. Yeah. Um, if you'd watched Space Jam, well, you haven't, but <laughs> you already know, <laughs> the man's in Space Jam. Yeah, that's true. Right alongside Anthony Davis and... <clears throat> LeBron James. Oh, of course. I mean, LeBron's a, of course he's and Clay. a fan. And you would, and Clay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that 
everybody, everyone involved knows that that would be a good pairing, and that would be a fantastic pairing. How, how old is how old is um, Dame? Dame? I think he's like thirty one. Thirty one. Okay. Yeah, I think he's over thirty. I love the the trades where it was like um, uh, Dame to the Warriors, Steph to the Lakers. Yes. That is a hilarious trade. That's, I mean, obviously, like, clearly that's the problem for the Lakers. What do we have to offer that is that lucrative? We got this pick, which we have to draft somebody and then send that person because we're not technically allowed to just dr- send this pick. We've got Kuz, we've got KCP, Trez could do a sign and trade. Yeah, I Truder keep seeing stuff about that, that there's a pick that we could try to basically pay the um, Pelicans to let us trade. Oh, for sure. I think they have like sure a, that, yeah. I think there's like a pick swap. There's and, a pick swap, and we we so could we basically send cash considerations or a second round pick or pick. something, and we yeah, could say, hey, to erase that pick, yeah, swap. give us that pick back. Yeah, there's there's an interesting. I'm curious your take on this, and I'm curious what our listeners takes are on this. The Lakers have gotten so good at drafting, trading away too many picks that like makes me a little scared about the future. But at the same time, you got to win now when you're winning. So, and like, who cares if it's Dame Lillard? Like, give everything, but. We're so good at it. I guess you can always buy second round picks, right? That, so. That's what that's what I was going to say is that like we haven't needed high draft picks to get quality players. So yeah. I actually have a lot of faith that's in, in our in our scouting department and and all of that to still get like quality guys, whether that's because we yeah. want to play them or because we end up having them as you know sort of trade ships or whatever. Um, and that, late, that's what late we, rounds. That's what that's what we need. Rotation guys. Yeah. We don't necessarily need to. Um, you know, get somebody that's going to change the world here. We already got THT. <laughs> we got to keep THT though. Let me preface all this trade stuff. That's going to, uh, I know that if we got Lillard, we sign and trade THT or something. Ah, uh, but I want to keep him so bad. I know. I, I know you, ha- I, I like, I, I see the, the, the world you're painting in the future yeah. where like, he's one of the guys who bridges this era of Lakers to the next era of Lakers. Yeah. But that's really rare. Like it's really rare. Like the fact that like Magic but Johnson kind of did that, you know, like bridged yes. the like the two no, eras. It, right. It's really rare, especially. But I mean, we're THT. we're really lucky that, that the arenas rule is a thing. Otherwise, we'd be totally screwed. Oh, I know, we'd be totally screwed. With like THT. we just wouldn't be able to afford to keep him. Yeah. For the for the listeners that are curious, the arenas rule basically opens up the ability to keep a player that you don't have a restricted um, free agent option on uh, that you drafted. Because Gilbert Arenas like basically walked for a bag, because the t- team that he was with wasn't able to go over the cap in the way that they needed yeah. to to keep him was was not allowed to pay him. Yeah, what the other teams were allowed to pay him, which is kind of crazy because there's a chance that through that rule, THD could get like an eighty million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it seems like it's actually not out of the question that that could happen, and it seems like it might be worth it. Which I I know that people like are gonna are gonna think that I'm being crazy, but I actually think that he's got the upside to potentially deserve it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous how much time he's spending with uh, Lethal Shooter. Yeah, I understand. Like a year or two but, ago, I would have been like, oh, cool. But now Lethal Shooter's posting these like circus baskets that he's shooting on. I haven't with, seen that. Have you not yeah. seen this? No, I haven't seen that. Oh my I, god! I stopped watching. I stopped looking at his socials. He has he posted a video where he has like a rotating basketball hoop where it's three no, hoops no. like triangularly positioned spinning that he shoots on. And then he has another one where the rim has nails on it and the backboard has nails on it. Dude, that's some, that's some false shit right there. Dude, someone called him like the, 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 um, the jigsaw of like the NBA <laughs> from like saw. <laughs> and then I was watching, uh, uh, like a, a Jimmy Kimmel clip, um, mm-hmm. the night that Arsenio Hall was like guest hosting, and he they like made LeBron shoot like a they called it like the 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 hell shot or something, and it literally looked like one of Lethal Shooter's contraptions. It was like a hoop that was spinning with a bunch of shit in the way. And did he make it? Oh yeah, he made it. Nice. Well, he had like a couple tries. Okay. And, and I think he hit it on the third try, and they okay. donated money to LeBron James Family Foundation. Nice. Yeah. It was cool. Um, maybe that's maybe that's what THT is training for. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he's trying to win win some money. Uh, yeah, um, no, I, I agree. I agree with you. I'm a little nervous about that. But then again, I mean, 
if THT can get his shot right. Yeah, I'm concerned for him there. I, I think I yeah, think no. he's I think he's, he's he's I think he's doing the right things. I'm sure he's got the right people telling him telling him what to do. Look, the the dude had a had a window of time last year during quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it was just totally self-directed and entirely his responsibility to to be ready for the bubble and he was like the one guy who showed up in better shape for the bubble than than before than before so that tells yep. me that like he has the personal drive and dedication to oh, yeah. to you know put in the work and, and all that kind of stuff not not that other guys don't but just like you didn't have to do that there were a, there were there was a, a built-in amazing excuse to have not come back in great shape you know and do you know like if we had THT from the future, even maybe even next year's THT against the Suns, that might have been a different series because yeah. he's huge, man. I agree. He's big. I agree. How, like Booker gonna guard him? Come on. I agree. You know. So I agree. Um. All right. Anything else on on Dame? Um. I want him. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Luke Walton wants Damian Lillard to the Lakers. Um. All right. Let's. Uh, just really quick, let's touch on Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, that'd be cool. I'm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, basically Zach Lowe said this on a podcast, not reporting it, but just saying like he kind of would be surprised if if both LA teams didn't try to find a way to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, there's just been a lot of r- rumors and reports about it. Uh, he's been working out in LA, but most NBA Everyone players does, work out yeah. in LA. Right. He did have one little quote that I heard recently that I thought maybe was something where he said that a healthy Nets team would have swept a healthy Lakers team in the finals. That sounds like one of those sound bites you give when you're like trying to get on that yeah. team where you kind of yeah. neg them. You know what I mean? You right. kind of like, because right, right. you're begging for the fall question, which is like, well, what would make the difference? Boom. You're like me. Little dimwitty. Little, little dimwitty. Um <laughs> So, anyways, that'd be cool. It's it's yeah. it's not easy, but it's possible to get him. Um, what's his what's what's Dinwiddie's shooting numbers? I feel like he'd be kind of similar to Schroeder, right? I, think, I mean, yeah, I think he is. He, he kind of gives us a similar similar look. I mean, there is the issue of like him recovering from an ACL. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, which is you know not not to be ignored, but yeah, I mean, uh, he's a career 30, 41, one. Uh, 30, 31. Yeah, point yeah, eight. 31.8. So, so mm-hmm. pretty similar to Schroeder. A little bit below league average, right? Uh, yes. Isn't it like 34 league average? Yes. Like that? Yeah. So That's true. So that's, it's, it's tough. It, it's, it is. Uh, it is. That's a great point. But he's 6'5". Yeah. It's good to have size there. I mean, I feel like the the finals are interesting for Lakers fans because we're seeing a team that's kind of like the Lakers. that has got some half court difficulties, but we have LeBron. Yeah. Um, beat skill with strength. You know what I realized? It wasn't Dinwiddie that Zach Lowe talked about. It was Kemba Walker. Sorry. Oh, okay. It was Kemba. Right. It was Kemba, but in I, I, either case in the, around it's, the same time frame in the last couple of weeks, like there's been a lot of Dinwiddie talk. And again, similar concerns with injuries and stuff yes. like that. If Kemba's healthy, he'd be a great fit with this Lakers team. Great. Like probably I, I'm a little bit of a sucker for him just because I was such a fan of him in college. Yeah, me too. But he is, he is small. I was, and, I was about um, to say you're, you just yeah. talked about the disadvantages of a small guard. He's six feet tall. It's real. Israel. The only thing, though, is if your small guard is your third option, it can work. Yeah. Like, think about, like, uh, like Lowry, for example. He's pretty small, but I thought on the Toronto team. I like it. You can... <sighs> he's small, but he's also, like, kind of thick. He's stout. Yeah, exactly. Know? As Greg oh, Popovich likes to say. <laughs> speaking of Lowry, it made me think of Derek Fisher, because I, I, I know this is a total aside. Okay. I want the Lakers to find a guy that can hit a three when everyone else on the team is missing threes, like Derek Fisher was, where we have got a lot of shooters that feed off of each other in the rhythm of a game. I want the one guy that's able to be the variance that can just knock down a shot when everyone else is cold. I mean, yeah, of course, that would be great. Like, that's the main thing I want. That's why Dame is the most alluring, is somebody that yeah. can be like, nope, 
In the same way that the Drew Holiday did that on the defense end, yeah, and, and we've seen like, guys I'm, like yeah, the, Caruso. This, no matter what, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, and AD does this yes. all the time, obviously. Where it's it's a guy that can stem a tide that is just cascading over yeah. you, and a shooter that can do that. That you know, it, it doesn't even have to like like Derek Fisher didn't hit every shot, but he hit the ones that mattered. How can we find that guy? I mean, it's going to be rare. it's going to be tough because they cost a lot typically. No, you know, it's worth it. Um, well, I don't know what we're going to have to do. But this is this is my big reason that I don't want to pay Drummond. Fair is because paying Drummond virtually guarantees that we don't get one of those guys. I hear you know, and that, is center our biggest need? No, come on, no, and I don't want to hear this like. He was just trying to promote his NFT bullshit. Like, no, you vent. You said what you really meant when when mm-hmm. you tweeted out that like you wanted more playing time. Don't yeah. pretend like it was some three dimensional chess thing, where you knew if you tweeted that, then you'd get brought on ESPN the next day, and then you could promote your NFT. Like, you could come on ESPN and promote your NFT anytime you want during the off season. Like during like, yep. Give me a break. No, I know. See so straight I, through I, that. I don't like. I don't want guys back on the team. I feel kind of the same way about Harrell. Honestly, I kind of feel the same way about Gasol. As, as much as that sucks to say, I don't. I don't like guys that make waves. When, especially when you're joining a freaking championship defender. This is. This was a championship team without you. You think that by adding you, like you, you're walking on water. It's like they lost with you. They yeah. won without you. Yeah. Come on, man. I know. I know. I'm. Like, I'm I feel I'm like if you. anything, that would make you humble. I would uh, like. I'm most okay with Gasol just because he's a better system fit. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem with those other guys. It's like you are a rough fit for the system to begin with. In a, in a position that's devalued. Already. And then you're creating issues. Like, and you're yeah. messing up the chemistry, you know? like mm-hmm. In the same way that we, we have the best decision maker ball handler in LeBron and the best defensive and offensive center in Anthony Davis. Those are not the two main priorities. Yeah, it's great to have somebody else that can carry some of the load, so LeBron doesn't have to do it all. But THT, I swear <laughs> that could be his role. I'm serious. Well, as long we're as we're gonna he, lose some more games, he needs that's to fine. get he needs to get a little better on defense. But yeah, totally. But for playoffs, for the playoffs, of course. But th- I'm, that's not what I'm talking about with the playoffs. THT, THT in the playoffs will be a sixth, seventh, eighth man. Yeah. That will be playing maybe 15 minutes a game in the regular season. Though we can give we can give that guy 35 minutes. Yeah, for sure. You don't even know if you need to give him that well, many after either. A, you can just give him after an office 20 office. or 25. And yeah, I'm 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 seeing I'm I seeing know THT point point forward. <laughs> you know, six man of the year candidate. Dude, we hope we all hope you're right. Okay, we we all hope you're right. Um. All right, let's talk about a different Laker, uh, yeah. Kyle Kuzma. Again, I think yeah. we're. I'm just. I'm gonna be a bit of a broken record on this one, guys. Like, mm-hmm. he is like basically our only trade piece right now. Yes. So and he's pol- he's kind of irrelevant. As, yeah. as like no as no like, no because just, of just like because of LeBron yeah. and Anthony Davis. We were just talking about this. He's a four. Yeah. And, we got the two best fours, yes. man. Yeah. That sucks for Kuzma, but like that gives us an opportunity. Totally. So, like. He is our only real trade piece right now. Like, like Rob Blinka would be negligent to not see what is out there for Kuzma, right? Like, it, it's yeah. Yeah. It, it's not a it's not a knock on him. It's just like literally we don't have that many options, so that's the option we have. Mm-hmm. And also, I I think that Kuz's team is being smart about sort of how they're positioning him in the media and stuff. They've put out some stuff about you know, him saying that he's confident that he could be an all-star on, on a different team where he had a bigger role. Mm-hmm. Some comments about him basically like saying that he expects to have a bigger role, right? That that he's willing to sit behind LeBron and AD, but most teams don't have LeBron and AD. And so he mm-hmm. would expect to be a starter on most teams. Like, you know, I think yeah, should be. they're, they're should saying be. the things they need to say to try to temper the market a little bit in his favor, right? Yes. To basically say like, hey, if you're some other contender and you think he's your missing piece, like, don't bother unless he's going to be a starter on your team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's already on a contender. Mm-hmm. So again, this is just to say like, I don't know until he's until there's actually a trade. Like, don't get too worked up about the Kuzma stuff. Like, it's going to keep 
It's all oh, there yeah. is. So he's just, gonna be in all of it. Every potential trade is gonna involve him basically. And he's not clutch. Like with the agency. Not clutch, clutch with a K, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um You know who does like him though? Spurs. Yeah, they, they always like, have. They like them some Kuzma. They always have. I know that I know that you were hating on the DeRozan thing, but give us talent. Uh, what do you think? Gotta you just said you want him. a guy who can like hit a three no matter what. You're right. No, you're right. I just like him because USC, but I, I, um, I don't, I don't see the fit very well. Yeah. Then again, DeRozan third option. It's a pretty good offense, but yeah, eh. it, it it does not. It is not a perfect puzzle fit no. at all. I'm not saying we and, couldn't win a championship with him on the team, but like, of course, if I we have, if I have, Davis. you know, all possible outcomes out there, like it's not. Yeah. You know, super high. On it my is list. plan H. Yes. Yeah. But it's sure. not a bad plan. Well, any stage. plan that involves LeBron James and Anthony Davis isn't a bad plan. It's not a bad plan, yeah. You right. know? Yeah. Um, Except are, for the Drummond one. But that, yeah. <laughs> but even then, with AD healthy, no, you still probably no, I mean, would have won the championship. Even, look at look at the look at the starters plus minus against the Suns who are in the NBA Finals right now. We were beating them like plus 20 or something yeah, like that. Was, so. Yeah. All right, so look, we got some key dates coming up. Right, yes. in terms of when stuff will actually start to happen. So first one is July 29th is the NBA draft. Ooh, that's close. Yeah. Probably not a huge probably not a huge deal for the Lakers, but we'll we'll see. But we but if we're gonna have we'll a see. deal, if we're gonna have a deal trading that pick, we gotta know who to pick for that team. They're yeah, not just gonna want the guy that we pick. Now it is this weird thing where technically you're not allowed to have someone tell you who to pick. <laughs> Big Yeah. I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. So, uh, July 29th, NBA draft. Uh, July 31st is the opt-in deadline for Trez. What about Schroeder? Wait, no, he doesn't have one. He's a free agent. Does anybody yeah. else have an opt-in? Nope. Okay. Just nope. Trez. Wow, Just interesting. Trez. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. July 31st be, is the yeah, deadline for Trez to opt-in or not. So, we'll see what happens there, but it's coming up. Yeah. Uh, August 2nd is when teams can begin negotiating with free agents begin yeah as if they aren't already uh and then august 6th is when teams can actually begin signing free agents cool so really august what like fourth we're gonna really know probably the lay of the land is probably like. yeah yeah like that first week of august we'll we'll probably know most of what's gonna happen quick hitter yeah do you think that the clippers resign Kawhi? uh yeah if so terms yeah. like long maxim as long as he wants kind of thing uh, yeah, because I think that deal. I think that now their interests are pretty well aligned. Yeah, right. I agree. Like I, I think that he is their best option still mm-hmm. to totally to be a championship contender. Like who else do you plug in on that team with Paul nope. George? Right. Like no, he's still he's, their best he's option. He's their star. He's their best player by huge margin. Yeah, and and I think that um. It's still like I think, especially with you the can't injury. tell I don't like Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> he plays great when there's no stakes. It's, yeah, it's true. Uh, and and now with his injury, I think like he'll want to lock down, yeah, like, as long of a contract as he possibly can. Now He's that I think that would be true. I think that would be like conventional wisdom. He's sometimes uh, an unconventional guy, so right. Who knows? But that would that yeah. would be my guess. Yeah. That would be <laughs> he signs a one-year deal and doesn't come back. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past his Uncle Dennis <laughs> to, to come up with a plan like that. Um, all right, cool. So anything else on Lakers, or do you want to talk a little U.S. men's Olympic basketball? Let's do Luke Walton talks Olympics. Okay. So, Luke, um, there's actually been some some news this week around the, the U.S. Yes, men's basketball little, team. Got a little drama going. First, we had this really fun story about uh, Greg Popovich calling Bradley Beal thick. Two C's. Then, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the the thick king uh, contracted COVID. I know. Um, and now he's not going to be on the team. Sucks. Kind of a bummer. And, and it was such a bummer too because so I really like Bradley Beal. Yeah, me too. I've made I've made he'd be a perfect fit on the Lakers. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely, picture perfect. Dame. A little better because he's a better three point shooter. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he had he had a great interview talking about how you know championship. He he doesn't have any any real awards to show for, and he's like, man, Olympic gold would do it. Yeah, like, that's his value as a championship. It's doing honor for my country and all this kind of stuff. 
and then the man can't even go. I know. It's it's it is it is oh, really sad. I so actually bad. feel really feel for him. Totally. I really like him. Me too. It sucks. Um he it, just had a rough one. Interestingly, I, I I think like Jeremy Grant was also like put into the health and safety protocols, but I don't think he yeah. ever tested positive. He didn't get so he's it. still okay. he's still on the team. Didn't the Wizards like also all get COVID? I think a bunch of them I th- did. I think they like they had like a way worse record because a bunch of them got caught. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks, man. It's cursed. So we lost Beal, uh, which yep. I think that one hurts. I actually think that, that one totally hurts. hurts. Totally. Um, we need somebody that can actually score. Then we lost Kevin Love because he's yeah. still rehabbing. A, I think an ankle injury. That doesn't hurt. But that doesn't hurt. I don't think he was going to play a big role. Not no hate on Kevin Love, but just like if you look at the roster, like. He was going to be did, like kind of the old the old man on the yeah. on the. On I don't the, want to spoil the next next news, but I have it. Why? Why? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just here's here's the roster, okay? Because we added some guys. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Durant, Bam Adebayo, uh, Devin Booker, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, uh, Keldon Johnson, who was uh, added. He plays for the Spurs. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You saw the highlight yeah, in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach Levine. I remember him. Okay, yeah. no, I remember him now. Yeah. I remember him now. Uh, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, our boy, JaVale McGee. Yes. He's got Olympic, uh, he's got the Olympics in his blood. His mom was a, was an Olympian. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So I think that's, that's a, a cool point. kind of family legacy thing. Um, yep. Chris Middleton and then Jason Tatum. Yes. When I look, when I say all those names, I actually still feel pretty good about the roster. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Um, there's still a lot of guys there. But I, I want to talk to you about some mild concerns that I have. Well, I got them too. Yeah. Why didn't Julius Randle get on the team? I don't know. That's an interesting one. I, I mean, most improved player, he, he seems like the kind of guy that would do really well in international ball. Yeah, I agree. Especially now he's got a shot. Really that, I don't know. That was really frustrating. What about Zion too? I mean, like talk about pressure on the rim. I, I know. I, I think that's an injury <sighs> risk thing. Injury risk thing. I think that's he's a, like, like he, the yeah, Pelicans okay. are too worried that right. he's going to get hurt. That's fair. But man, he would kill oh, in the Olympics. He would destroy in the Olympics. I think he will one day. Like, I don't think we'll yeah, never I see, so. I don't think we'll never really see him so. in the Olympics. Cause he'd be nasty. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm bummed, obviously, that AD, LeBron, uh, I feel like uh, Butler, Jimmy Butler would have yeah. been awesome in, on this team. I, mean, uh, I don't know. There's, I kind of forgot that like LeBron didn't play in the last Olympics either. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? He hasn't played since uh, 2012. Right. Because I, I was starting to get Olympics on Kevin now. Durant when they lost these exhibition games being like, man, right. KD, you can't be the guy to like you can't be the Iverson like you can't be the one who like can't pull the team over the hump and then I realized like oh wait he was he was the leading scorer on the team in in 2016 <laughs> when they won the, the gold medal so all right he's already he's yeah. already proven himself he's proven it yep he's got to do it again but he's proven himself so look those exhibition games were were rough I think in fairness Jeez. a big chunk of the team isn't there yet I know that's a really good point um talk talk about those I mean what, what, what we got we got We've got three main rotation pieces, Devin yeah. Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton, all of which, damn, like what a finals they've had. Yeah. All of those so, guys could have a real impact on this roster. Freaking, that, I mean, that, that could be 60. I mean, come on. We had a 40-point Middleton game, a 40-point Devin Booker game, and then a 25-point Drew Holiday yeah. game, just like, just around the corner, and then we just saw Drew Holiday game-winning steal. Those are big names for, for sure. this team. Glue guys. For sure. So here's, here's my first question for you. I, I want to give you a timeline, okay? Specific yeah. to those guys, I want to give you a timeline. Yeah. NBA Finals Game 6 is Tuesday, July 20th. At three, Ooh, I don't like this timeline. At, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, okay. Game 7, if necessary, is Thursday, July 22nd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So again, Tuesday, yeah. July 20th. Thursday, July 22nd. Okay. Team USA's first Olympic game, not a not like an ex- exhibition, like a real round Olympic one game. game one against France is Sunday, July 25th at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Oh my God. Eight in Japan. A.m. Eastern time in Japan. So here's the deal, <laughs> yeah. Luke. Best case, 
Booker, Middleton, and Holiday. If yeah. if the if the Bucks win in six, mm-hmm. we'll have about four and a half days between finishing the game and the first game of the Olympics. Yeah. Worst case, if oh. the Suns win in Milwaukee and this thing goes mm-hmm. to seven, mm-hmm. those guys will have 62 hours between oh the end of game seven and tip off of game one. And there's a 12 hour flight that has to happen in the middle there. Yeah. So they have 50 hours, five zero hours, mm-hmm. not on an airplane, mm-hmm. not on the airplane to Japan between mm-hmm. the end of the game. Cause they're gonna have to fly wherever else they are flying from. Right. I don't think they're going right. to like leave from Phoenix. No. Right. So now yeah. you're talking like a few hours flying to wherever it is sure that you're if going. It's direct. Yeah. Right. From Phoenix. I don't know then, and, and, and 12 hours is from LAX to Tokyo. Yeah. 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 Depending upon where they live in, in the off season and where their stuff is or where they're flying from. It could be longer. If like if, if Giannis is flying back to Milwaukee or something, or not Giannis, sorry, if if, uh, if if Middleton is flying back to Milwaukee or something and then flying to LA and then Tokyo, like yeah. we're talking like 14, 15 hours. I mean, Easy. these guys literally have like two days. That's that's it. Yeah, and I mean that time zone shift is hard. I've like I, I've gone, I've done that flight, and it is, it, two three days at least to get somewhat adjusted. So I'm with you. That is an important piece of the puzzle here for those guys being awake and ready and, and physically able to play and plugged into the team and watching film and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. That's really tough. So my, my, I mean, my, my question is for one, do these guys even make it? Do all three of them actually end up on this roster when it, when it's all said and done? Man, if they don't, I wish that we would have like, like, why don't we have backups practicing with these guys? And do we? Well, I think we do is, because are, because they have a full yeah. slate of guys actually practicing, but just like okay, okay, only okay. only like I think there's actually only six or seven guys who are like on the team who are in camp right now. Crazy. Um, all right. So I think yeah, it's they a question. Clear the COVID protocols and all that kind of stuff too. So yeah, and 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 yeah. none of them have none of them it can get injured. Question. There's still two right. full basketball games for these guys to play. Like that's still a possibility. Yeah, even a tweak, even like a slight ankle tweak, and they're out of the Olympics. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I think it's a real question as to whether or not these guys make it. I think even yeah. if they do make it, yep, I really don't think you can probably count on them in the first round. I count on Booker. I think Booker wants Just to do he's the Kobe an automatic thing shooter. so badly. Well, and he also he loves Kobe Bryant, and I think he's trying to do yeah. as much of that legacy as he possibly can. And like flashback, two thousand eight. I mean, it's the most Kobe thing to you know, like you lose the chip. You go win a gold and you go win the chip the next year. Yeah. I could see Booker fueling, you know, like a rage fueled tear through the Olympics. And I could, I, like, I'm excited to root for these guys. I just got to, like, throw that out there. For sure. I haven't gotten to root for Kevin Durant or, you know, Booker, really anything. But for I'm a saying, long time. regardless of his motivations, like, I could see Pop being yeah. like, sorry, yeah, you're not definitely. playing against France. You played in a finals yeah. game 60 hours ago. Can I, and you can haven't I had any say, practice time with our guys. Can I just say, Coach K is a better coach than Greg Popovich? <laughs> is that is that too much to say? I don't think so. I don't think so. I do think it's tough that we got France as the first game. Our second game is Iran. Yeah. Iran would be better than I, France. I'm less worried about, about Iran. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, there's maybe one NBA player on that roster as far as I'm aware, whereas France is like, you know, a fair number of NBA yeah. players on that roster. And NBA experience in Euro Euro Cup. Yeah, yeah FIBA, whatever it's called. Know, whatever, it's called. <laughs> whatever their basketball is called. Um here's Tech a weird house. thing though, also like like that ball is different. Like I'm I'm not kidding. Yeah. The the yeah, you're right. it's like the a ball weird design. Yeah. It could take those guys a little bit of time to adjust. Like I'm just saying Of course. That's I, why they should have trained with Lethal Le- 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 <laughs> <laughs> He would have had him shooting octagonal balls and stuff. <laughs> Um, all right. So there's one other thing I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, and that's just like okay. the roster as a whole. Okay. Yeah. And this is a good one. I haven't heard this posited before. So listeners. Yeah. Strap in. So this I went, I went back and I looked at every U S men's Olympic basketball roster since 1992, right? The dream team. Yeah. Um, because that was the first professional roster, right? For the yeah. U S men's basketball team in the Olympics. Um, 
So, that, you know, that team obviously had no one who'd ever played in the Olympics before, right? It was everyone's first time because professional basketball players hadn't played in the Olympics before. Um, but since then, ignoring that, right? Here's kind of how this has gone. 1996, there were four guys who, who returned from the dream team. So Barkley came back, Carl Malone came back, Scottie Pippen came back, and John Stockton came back, right? So four guys returning. So of the whole 12-man roster, the average sort of tenure was in terms of like, you know, Olympic experience was like 1.3 years, averaged out uh-huh. across the guys, right? Yes. The next year was a, a little bit of a weird roster, if I'm being honest. Um, only one guy returned, um, Gary Payton returned from the 96 team. He was it. Everybody else was their first time. So we had like Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Ray Allen, Vince mm-hmm. Carter, Kevin Garnett, uh, Tim Hardaway, Jay Kidd, Alonzo Mourning. I think it's important though that Peyton is the one that comes back because he's the floor general. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So that team uh, had basically, he was the only guy, right? So most of them hadn't right. played Olympics before. The next year, 2004, right? And, and to be clear, we won gold in 92, 96, 2000. 2004, right, was the, the failure year, right? Where we only won bronze, okay? No one returned from the previous year. It was a totally fresh roster, yeah. right? That right. was the Iverson, uh, Marbury, D-Wade. But like this team also had Carmelo and LeBron and Tim Duncan and Amari and, and Lamar Yeah, but that Odom. was LeBron's rookie rookie season, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. A, a lot of those guys, actually. Um, yeah, right. There's a bunch of rookies. So then, LeBron, yeah. so then we see right. 2008. That's when everything, that's the redeem team, right? Yeah. But interestingly. That was the best. That was the best. That's the most returning players we've had. Because Interesting. Boozer came back, Kid came back, LeBron mm-hmm. came back, D Wade came back, Carmelo mm-hmm. came back, right? That was so fun. And that was the year Kobe joined the team. Uh, Dwight Howard came, Chris Paul came, Chris Bosch came, Darren Williams <laughs> I, came. Right? I remember getting so mad at Coach K every time he put in Jason Kidd over Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Looking back, like, uh, like it was like, you know, ended kid's career and he, he was a guy that made superstars better. So like, I got to respect yeah. him. But I remember, I, you know, I was young then too. I was in high school. And I was like, what a freaking D-Wade, man. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. So that team obviously won gold. Uh, yes. 2012, a, a lot of guys returned again. We had Carmelo back for his third time, Chris Paul back for his second time, Darren Williams back for his second time, Kobe back for his second time, LeBron yeah. back for his third time. Uh, we added... Iguodala. Iguodala. Um, that was the, the year that Anthony Davis was on the team. Yeah. Uh, that was the year KD and, and Harden came and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. Right. So again, that team had a lot of returning guys, a lot of lot of Olympic experience on the roster. Twenty six and and two of the top three players of all time in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> again. Um yeah. twenty sixteen we see this start to taper off a little bit. So right. we only for see the, two For the guys. record, I was talking about Tyson Chandler. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Get going. So Sorry. 2016, we see this taper off a little bit, this trend of a lot of guys returning. So mm-hmm. KD and Carmelo are the only guys who came back. This was Carmelo's fourth time playing the Olympics, which I forgot, which is crazy. That is crazy. Kevin Durant's second. That's it. Other than that, it's all new guys. So it's it's... It's Butler, DeAndre Jordan, Kyle Lowry, Harrison Barnes, Kyrie Irving, DeMar, uh, Clay, Boogie, mm-hmm. Paul George, Draymond Green. And really, if it wasn't for Carmelo, this team does not have a whole lot of Olympic experience, right? It's just Kevin Durant having been there once before. Yep, um, Olympic mellow. But they pulled it out. So this this year, this this uh, like this coming season, 2021, Durant's back for his third time. Which good on him, actually. Like, I'm actually, when yeah. I saw that, I was like, cool, man. Thanks. Th- thanks. You probably didn't have to this year. With your yeah. injury history and stuff, you probably could have gotten away with not doing it. So thank you. Uh, and Draymond's back for a second time. Yeah. Other than that, it's all first-time guys. Bam, Booker, mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, you know, Levine, Dame, JaVale, Middleton, Tatum. So mm-hmm. this team has the fewest returning players mm-hmm. and the least Olympic tenure of any team since that 04 team. Yes. Now, they still have more of that than the 04 team did. But I think it it 
I hope we don't end up in this position again where we kind of like, I don't know if it's this year, but maybe next Olympics we take it for granted. Yeah. You know, none of the guys come back. Totally. And then we have to have a redeemed team two point, right? Like, right. Yeah, it's embarrassing. So, you know, all that is to say, like, I don't think people are just like hating on Durant, although there has been a lot of Durant hate. Yeah. I think that there is like some real reason to look at this roster and say, hey, this isn't quite as formidable as what we've, you know, put out before. Well, no, we don't have Michael Jordan, LeBron James, or Kobe (laughs) Bryant on the team. As great as Durant is, um, yeah, we don't have one of those three guys. But at the same time, I hear your point, and that's why we need to get Carmelo Anthony on this team. Yeah. Or LeBron. (laughs) Or LeBron. Come back. No, I I mean, that would be the most beautiful thing if LeBron came back. That would would be quite a pop for um, Space Jam. But let, let let me just, based on this... What I'm seeing is you you kind of have a core, as weird as this seems, but this is coming from a Laker fan because I've, I've been so um, defense and athleticism and strength focused with this this squad. Yeah. Got Bam, Draymond, and Drew Holiday. I think that those three guys are crucial to this working out. And Drew's got to come. He's got to come. Just that, that creates a perimeter, a perimeter threat, a and then two um, post threats that are that are on on defense. You're saying defensively, I'm talking defense, yes. defensively, yeah. like like threats that can they can be stoppers that can get a defining block, a def, you know, a steal yeah. like we saw Drew Holiday. Yeah. But and then on the opposite side, Draymond has gotta he's gotta turn back the clock a little bit, and I'm hoping that Pop uses him as well as they could. Like if Steve Kerr was the coach in this, I might be a little bit more. If Coach K was the coach again, I might be a little bit more confident. But that's that's what really what gets me is that combination of turnover. And then as much as I like Pop, he's just a little stubborn for me. And he's Coach K was so um, environment based. It felt like mm. he was so he like provided a framework and then let the guys paint within it. I feel like Pop has got a very specific way of how he thinks that basketball should be played. And as much of a you know success as he's been. It's a harder thing in a quick turnaround roster, again, without a lot of, you know, uh, static yeah. players between years. That, that that makes it hard. Well, the other thing that's interesting is the 2016 roster, although it didn't mm-hmm. have a ton of guys returning, right? It was mm-hmm. only KD and Carmelo. Yeah. Um, a lot of those guys had played together. So you had KD, uh, Clay. And Draymond, right. who were got, all actively yeah. on the Warriors at the same time. Exactly. You also exactly. had Harrison Barnes, who the year before had been on the team yeah, on. with Clay and and uh, Draymond, right? Yeah. So, and you had Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there was there was definitely some uh, built in chemistry. Some built in chemistry, exactly. That that's why it would be so nice if we had Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I agree. Like, and Boom, it's why right it's there. tough that that uh, I know that Drew and Kyrie and Durant, and Middleton, you know, it's tough know. that Drew and Middleton, right? I know exactly. Are maybe now look, KD and Draymond. I think. I mean, I, I don't. I think there's been a lot <laughs> written about the relationship between those two guys. I hope they can, you know, put it aside uh, if there is any beef there. You yeah, know? yeah. But aside from maybe like summertime or AAU, That's like I don't think Dame has played with any of these guys. Yeah, Bam hasn't played with any of these guys. Booker, I don't also, think has really played with any of these guys. Important point, I think. Tatum hasn't the, played with any of these guys. The NBA players, a lot of the ones that we have on the perimeter, because we have a lot of perimeter guys on this team, are used to getting NBA calls on fouls. Yes, yes. Tatum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and to a lesser extent, I mean, I mean, Dame's similar. And yeah. Booker Booker's similar. And- For sure. We got a lot of guys, Zach Levine's similar sometimes, you know. I, I'm i excited. If Chris Middleton can keep this momentum Whew. into, oh, man. That changes Whew. the entire dynamic. Okay, so, let me hit you with be this. Interesting. Yeah, man. Which which team winning between the Suns and the Bucks yeah. has a bigger positive impact on oh, this roster? Hands down. Absolutely hands down. Bucks closing down in six for not just the time zone and travel reasons, but you have a you have a upswing Middleton and a pissed off Booker. That is the most perfect combination 
of like Middleton hitting his stride and wanting to prove to everybody I'm a star and Booker being like, screw you guys. I am <laughs> a superstar. I'm going to come back and win a chip. That would be the recipe for success for this team. If, if you know, if those guys have a, have a big role, but I think they will. I mean, just looking at this roster, that's, those are shots. They're, we need shot makers on this squad and those guys are proving it. For sure. I, God, I feel like, I hate to say it. Yeah. I feel like I could see Tatum having some big games just because he, he's, he is a bucket getter, yeah. right? Yeah, like, you're right. He is a bucket getter. Um, and yeah, you give him a little bit of time to get used to it. I, I hear you. And the Kobe thing too. Like a, he's a big Kobe no, guy No, you're right. There's too. a Kobe thing. There's a, there's a lot of Kobe. Like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. You know? I know. It's just tough when we... I mean, I'm excited. I'm kind of excited that JaVale's going to be there. It's like... Me too. Funny as that is. Me too. He's but a good bench like, presence. Yeah. but And like we also got... We got a little bit of Lakers in there now. He's an honorary. He's a, He's got a Lakers ring, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, that's legit. And, you know, f- Laker future Laker Damian Lillard. Lillard on the team. Yeah. I mean, and also maybe future Laker... Jason Tatum. JaVale McGee. <laughs> no. Oh, like that's reasonable. He's uh, he's off contract, right? Yeah, for sure. Sign, so. I I yeah, I, I, I take him yeah, back. Okay, actually, I think it's possible that, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, that Dame, Javale, mm-hmm. or Tatum could all be Lakers in the future. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. I want to thank all of our followers for listening to Luke Walton Talks Olympics and Lakers. Please subscribe to the pod on but iTunes. But not Space Podbean. Jam. <laughs> yet, yet, yet. Uh, please subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And check out the other shows on TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network. Please follow us on social media at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Luke, I had a yep. lot of fun. <laughs> Luke. We should do this again sometime soon. <laughs> Luke, I hope you have a good night, buddy. Jonathan, I'll watch Space Jam soon, I promise, good. and I'll be able to get the joke. Good. <laughs> Take it easy, man. See ya. Quick little caveat and a little sad news. After we recorded this, just found out that Zach Levine has been placed under USA Basketball's health and safety protocols and will not travel with the team to Tokyo. However, there is hope that he'll be able to join the team in Tokyo later this week. So fingers crossed and good health and good wishes to Zach Levine. We need you, man.